0: it's time for the forecast five
1: four three two one zero
0: welcome to the forecast a podcast like no other
1: just talking well what's the show about not
0: nothing. The forecast, sponsored by Charterhouse Real Estate. Charterhouse is redefining how you view real estate by eliminating the typical commission structure of six or seven percent to sell your home. List your home for $24.95 plus three percent and still get full service. And still get full service. Check out charterhouseiowa.com to learn more. There's only one thing I value in this world, Stephen, and that's loyalty. Without it, you're nothing, you have no one. It's the only currency you can count on. Now, please welcome your hosts, Mark Charter and Chris Williams. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. I think you may have
1: something
2: here. Hey guys, it's forecast time. This is a true Friday after work forecast. Uh, we are. We're recording this midday on Friday. It'll kind of be a weekend episode for you guys. I think you'll enjoy it. We're actually not at Charter House today because Nick had, like, some meeting that he had to get to.
1: Nick does work has from to time to to time. Has
0: to go to. We had to bump it up a little. Yeah. So, we're, no, we're good. We're but here. We're also normally on Thursday, so I scheduled a meeting thinking, oh, it'll work out. We're here at uh, Casa De Cyclone Fanatic at the Carl Chevrolet Studios today.
1: Wait, is that... Is that the official name of where we're at now? It's well, on the we, windows right there.
2: When we do articles, no, it's, not. it's not. Or when we do podcasts from here. That's okay. That's what it's called. I like that. We, we're actually um, we're working on... See, I kind of like the off-season because it's full of like business development stuff, and that's what I'm really passionate about these days. And we're, we're going to be creating a set.
1: And, and I, we're going to be
2: doing nice. all podcasts um, streaming on Facebook and not Periscope a, as well.
1: Not, a, yeah. not a, To be accurate about this... We've been doing this thing for like ever, right? This, this podcast thing. I've been hearing this rumor for a while.
2: We actually have the um, technology and the internet and all that stuff to do it now. The internets
1: exist the entire time we've done this. Not,
2: but there's a difference. Um, at the old office, it was in an older part of Ankeny that didn't have a certain type of internet to pull mm-hmm. it off. Like where you're at, where your internet sucks, you wouldn't be able to do it from there.
1: Correct. I can't even
2: even upload the podcast.
1: It's very accurate.
2: That's why one of the reasons why we're doing it here today is because I can get this thing uploaded in two seconds. And Kitty needs to up its game. Wow. So, um, but it's going to be really cool. I'm excited for it. We just got to find the right, like, uh, actually, we're hiring a guy, a video production guy. And hopefully that will all be ready to go for the, oh, it will be ready to go for the 2019 football season. So So,
1: are you planning on doing all the podcasts? From this? Within
2: reason. Okay. Like, I mean, sometimes we're out on the road. Like, you know, we can't do them all.
1: You're in a hotel room in Kansas City. Yeah, it's like, I mean,
2: within, within reason. But when, like, Jared and Fitz are here doing their thing on a Tuesday night, or are like, yeah, why not? And you reach such a larger audience when you can – re-dip into the Facebook world and the Twitter world and stuff like that, and then it's better for our advertisers. A lot different for advertisement. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm excited about that.
0: So That's you're nice. calling this the uh, the off season? Is it just because nothing's happened in the past two weeks with <laughs> Iowa State athletics? Is that what's the yeah. triggering that? I, I
2: usually do off season with quotations, <laughs> but I just I just didn't do it that time. Uh, this it, the, here's the deal in our business. Like we used to have a true off season, but then like transferring and. Um, basically Hoiberg era on yeah. the off season was no longer because of conference realignment and the transfer thing in college basketball turned into such a deal that you never had to worry about it. In like 2006, I mean, yep. some guys did, but it wasn't a deal where you could lose like six guys on your team to, you know, yeah. Or you get, you know, gain too. Cause Iowa state was such a player. It was always such a player in that market. Like it. So, but I call it the off season because
1: we don't have like set stuff. Strange two weeks. weeks. The 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 last, you know, with with our players leaving and well, You gotta be pretty happy, <sighs> right? With your prediction. The prediction was right. The right? prediction was spot well, I mean, How dare you? But uh, yeah, so people were mad. So people were mad when I posted. I don't understand
2: that. why anybody would be mad though. Like no offense to you, but it was kind of a like, common sense deal that those guys were going to try and
0: go pro. No, this I, news I, was really breaking. I, I, I felt right? like, I
1: felt like the writing was on the wall, but, but apparently other people disagreed with that. So, but you know, like, what,
0: whatever. Why, it,
1: I
2: don't understand why anybody's upset.
1: I think you mentioned this, though. I think it was the timing.
2: Yeah, I They're, know. They were upset because I, I, it was, like, right after we kn-
1: lost, but, et cetera. But I think
2: anybody who follows things closely— yeah those guys are going
1: to try and go pro well maybe that's hmm. maybe that's the issue right there maybe they're not following it closely
2: yeah and then i mean like after west virginia i said on i think i know i did on the this lard one the was gone yeah like so i like i just don't see where like the big surprise comes from i,
1: I think you have some people that that has nothing to do with whether they're a good person or a bad person i think some people just kind of go through life at times and, and they're they're not assessing what they see, yeah. and it's like I've done real estate for a long time, mm-hmm. okay, and I can tell fairly accurately when we get an offer in and we counter, what the counter is likely going to be back, and I'll tell clients this is likely what it's going to be, and this is likely we're we're going to end up, yeah, and I'm able to do that because I paid attention and I just know the patterns and I know what to look for all of that, with this and obviously the sports thing for cycles is more your thing, it's like. Were you watching? Were you paying attention? Yeah. I mean, we didn't know for sure. Lard might have said, no, I've had an attitude change. I'm going to stick around. But it did seem like the writing was on the wall, hence why I said what I said.
2: Well, and, you know, that was a deal where, I mean, it looked cozy, but Iowa State was going to get – show him the door. I mean, it became too much of a distraction. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how many chances can you give one guy? You know, I hope that he can – I hope he can land on his feet cuz he has so much potential but I just don't know how many like really top-end programs would take that risk at this point. Maybe Nebraska will. <laughs> how, yeah. d- how dare you bring up Nebraska. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you know who but, but and you know and the other two guys though like <clears throat> um after Hawaii, Horton Tucker has been in the top 20 of mock drafts since then mm-hmm. and he is not it People, I think – I think, I, I do think I understand it because they view everything through their own eyes. And well, we look at Horton Tucker and we're like, that did not look like an NBA player. Yeah. But oh, yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Like, it, what matters are those scouts. And well, the same with Wigginton. Like, if you paid attention last year, he he wasn't planning on playing here for four years. Yeah. He came back for one more ride to see if he could improve his stock. And – his numbers were on a, almost identical yeah. compared to a year ago. So, like, he's looking at it as, like, what do I have to gain by coming back mm-hmm. other than just being a year older? And yep. whatever, I, I personally don't think he'll be a, he won't be a he will be a first-round draft pick. He's going to be in the G League next year. But he also has he'll a right. right to make that decision if he wants to go play professionally. Well, make
1: you know, making money versus making zero.
2: He didn't come uh, to Iowa State to get an engineering degree. No, that, that's,
1: that. that's so, definitely true. The Horton Tucker thing, which is interesting, is – and I would agree with people. If you watched him play, especially in a lot of the games towards the end, you'd say, is that an NBA caliber player as of right now? And the answer is probably no because he stinks. But that's not what they're drafting for. No, they're they drafting draft- an 18-year-old and hoping in two years yeah. he's ready to go and he's only 20.
2: They're drafting potential, yeah. especially at that point in the draft. Like, I guess one guy does have him as a lottery pick now. but Wow. Even if, like, let's say, he's 16th, like, and I think that's absolute best-case scenario whoever's drafting him there isn't drafting him to come and be a starter next year. No. The, I mean, that, those are the type of guys of yeah. the top ten, those elite prospects. Anything like 15 and after, to me, is a total crapshoot. Ah, yeah.
1: In most drafts, yeah, that, yeah. that, w- that would be accurate. Um, all of this begs the question, though. It's funny, the Hoiberg thing, the, the other post I put on the podcast, Twitter account. Uh, are you just stirring people up? The Cyclone Fanatic? No, I don't think so, because I think everybody agreed with this one universally, um, this is this is my personal feelings and I and I'm not I'm not bashing our, our local media. You know, Keith Murphy, I lo- I love Keith, I think he does a great job. Oh I want to
2: talk to you about this. All this will be good. Yeah.
1: So Because so I
2: I go the other way on this.
1: The, the, the the Twitter feed I said was I watched the press conference. hmm Fred Hoyberg is four years removed, five years removed from Iowa State, hasn't been there in a long time. Uh, goes to the NBA, coaches the Bulls, uh, gets fired. He's now in Nebraska. He's at the Nebraska press conference to introduce him as the Nebraska coach. And we have at least three journalists from central Iowa over there asking him Iowa State questions at his new job. And I'm watching this, and the sense I got was, man, this feels awkward. feels Mm -hmm. really forced, really awkward. Now, to be fair to the guys, they're thinking people want the answers. And I understand that part of it. So I'm not saying they did something wrong. Yeah. All I'm saying is, and you watched it, it just felt weird. Like, if, Fred doesn't want to be answering these questions.
2: Well, yeah, but I, that doesn't really matter if he wants to or not. That's yeah. that's not the point of – I mean, we don't cover it to be like, oh, we don't want to make Fred uncomfortable. Uh-huh. If I were – so, like, I actually thought about it, and we – my decision with us was we would cover up to he when he was the coach because he's a Hall of Famer. His jersey's hanging up there. He – He's more than just a former player and a former coach at Iowa State. He's an icon. He's a central Iowa icon. Um, Anything that Fred Hoiberg does, in my opinion, is news to the Des Moines Register. Mm -hmm. Or if Fred Hoiberg would have been named the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks and it's within driving distance, I think that Keith would have gone there and done the same thing just
0: like he did when he was hired as the head coach of the Bulls. But they wouldn't have flown out to UCLA. Right, so the driving distance. I was wondering what that limit was. No, but I think that they would have
2: called their NBC affiliate and sent somebody out there in L.A. to get content for them. Yeah. I mean, if you're a network like that, and I guarantee the register would have run a story from – they would have sent somebody from whoever a Gannett paper is out there. I don't don't know what it is. I just – And I can tell you firsthand, like, because we had an interesting deal, like, with our radio show all last week and at the beginning of this week, like, (laughs) there's this, like, group of people, like, what do you keep talking about this for? What do you keep talking about this for? And then our phones don't stop ringing about it. That's all anybody wants to talk about. So then, like, in in the media, you get get stuck in this difficult spot, and I don't always know what the answers are, but where you have people bitching at you because they're like, why are you covering this? But then everybody's asking you questions about it. Well, that's why you cover it, to get... Answers for you guys.
1: Yeah, and I and I think
2: that. The but co- I do agree with you, Mark. It was it felt weird.
1: The co- the covering of it, I have no issue with that whatsoever. It's a local boy. It's a lo- close school. I yeah
2: Ames that. Tribune. I mean, Fred's always a story. In yeah, Park.
1: I had no problem with that. I think it was the questions about Iowa State that felt weird because this has nothing to do. Yeah with Iowa State. Ask him questions about what, what are you going to do with Nebraska that's different than what you I, do I with get Iowa that. State. Yeah, yeah, I understand but what you're even
0: saying. Even his just straight video by himself where he's like, hey, Nebraska basketball, I'm here to <laughs> coach you guys. Like, it was so weird and forced. Yeah. It,
1: that, that felt, you know, Somebody some said it looked like to... a ransom note reading. Right? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> like, you know who I'm suddenly a huge fan of, though, and I hope you see some court time is Jack Hoyberg. You're a big Jackoyberg guy. Oh yeah, big Jackoy. I'm going to order the jersey. I want to see, and it's nothing about anti-Fred. It's just about I want to see Fred coaching against his son, while his son's out there uh, dropping some threes. That would just be interesting. And I think I did not read it, but I saw something related to Izzo saying it's going to be potentially awkward yeah. to do that.
0: It'll well, be like when, you know if, if Arkansas and Iowa meet in the tournament, and you know, got Fran coaching against. Yeah.
1: What? yeah. What? what? We need Chris's spin on <laughs> that, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why would, uh, Where did
2: that come from? The, well, I don't know why Arkansas would be interested in France.
1: So it does mm-hmm. seem, would you agree I, I with this? I just don't understand would it. Would you agree with this, that Arkansas did meet with either him or someone? They had to have. Because the fight pattern was Iowa City to Minneapolis. To Reno. To Reno, which, which is, was Musselman, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't think that's a coincidence. But then you got France saying, I, I have not spoken to them. I have not. Well, I think there's like plausible
2: deniability with all these coaches, and like Fran may not have, but maybe his wife did, or maybe his agent did, or I mean, I don't know how anybody could try to explain that
1: flight pattern. Yeah. Do reporters need to change the question to Have you or anyone in your circle spoken to Arkansas? Yeah,
0: probably. I have a square, not a circle, so no, no, no one in my circle has actually done that. (laughs) Probably. Right? There's always. Have you, your wife, or your
1: agent? (laughs) Spoken
2: to the Yeah, university. maybe be more direct and say, like, has your agent spoken to...
1: Have you or your agent? And then it's like, no, my cousin Vinny did. So, nope. Because, nope, I- like, I
2: guarantee you if you asked Steve Prohm "Did you talk to Alabama, he would say no. But his agent probably did. There's no way he didn't hear that out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, but I'm assuming, like, before he <laughs> signed on with that extension for Iowa State, he probably... I mean, if they were really courting him like those reports indicated... I mean, why wouldn't you?
1: Within the basketball world, can you explain to me why Arkansas would have any interest in Fran McCaffrey?
2: Um, one reason. Okay. Because they're so far down on their list. Seriously, uh. I'm not even trying to be funny. They're
1: like twelve, thirteen at this point.
2: They just can't find anybody else. That would be my. That would be my reason.
1: And I know we're not a Hawkeye fo- a podcast podcast, but let me ask this question because I am interested. Uh, if Fran took that job, and I don't think he would. I don't think who, he would. Who would Iowa go after?
2: I mean, DeVries has got to be the guy. That's what I was saying in
1: our text group the other day. DeVries, up, and, up and comer.
2: Dude, as an Iowa State fan, that would put fear in me. Yeah. Fran puts no fear in me. Yeah. Like, I want Fran to be at Iowa for the next 20 years. Yep. Yeah. DeVries, like, would rally that fan base, and he's young and fresh and all. Like, I would not want him to be the next head coach at Iowa. Yeah.
1: Passion. Yeah, in
2: my opinion, and I have a lot of respect for Ference, but like, I want Iowa. I, I'm content with them with Gary Barda because I feel like Ferrans. We know what he is. You he's know always, what you get. He's always going to be good. He's the best coach in their program's history, but they're never going to really change things up too much. You can kind of
1: when we you, play them next season, we're not going to be like, who is this yeah, Iowa team?
2: And you know that you got to show up to beat. And it's it's good to have them good because I think Iowa State's getting better, and you you know. Um, Fran is a. I mean, he whatever you guys want to think of Fran. Everybody knows what I think of Fran. Man, baby, that's what I think. I, I think that's a fair way to put it. Um, and then I think Barda the most one of the most spineless athletic directors in college athletics. I, I think I never understand anything that he's doing. He'll never. I mean the the Fran extensions and stuff like bring like I. I would exponentially think Iowa State's better off with Fred McCaffrey being the leader of that program than than Darren DeVries.
1: Yeah. No, I I Do I, you I, agree? Well, ironically, we haven't spoken about this. I mean, Nick's on this in our text group yesterday. we were running through scenarios too, and I someone said who would Iowa go after, and I said DeVries is the the obvious choice. I mean, at this point in the game obviously your options are a little bit limited somebody i think jokingly said bring alford back which they're not going to do
2: they all think that they could still get bruce pearl too and like he's not coming he's
1: in the final four at auburn that's so 10 years ago heck no
2: if you wanted to hire bruce pearl you needed to do that 10 15 years ago
1: isn't part of it – and Iowa, obviously, is not drawing 7,000 fans to their basketball games, but isn't part of the draw for a coach a fired-up fan base, like you're coming to the arena is going to be packed, et cetera, and Iowa is just not there. I think the way they end of the season certainly helps them. Absolutely. You know, uh, Cook leaving is – I mean, they got a lot of guys coming back. Iowa has the chance to be pretty good.
2: Yeah, they don't lose year. the amount of percentage that Iowa State does. Although, I think Cook and Lindell are really interesting – because I could almost guarantee you, and I haven't done it yet, but I am almost positive there's a correlation to the more Lindell played this year, the more of a chance Iowa State had to lose. Really? Yeah, I'm almost positive that this, like, maybe okay, maybe I phrased that wrong. But if you go through, like, Lindell's t- stats, mm-hmm. like on his bad games, Iowa State lost. Like, and it was almost
1: when turnover Lindell like the, showed up.
2: Yeah, and I about promise you Tyler Cook would be in the same way now yeah, having said that. that if I were a fan of either team I would want both of those guys back you always want those you guys take that back. shot yeah I do at least but I also think that there's an interesting aspect of like I don't like addition by subtraction because again I think that you're always better off having them back however um, I think both of those guys are very similar when you look at what
0: they brought to the table for those teams last year I mean, Cook, it, Cookie and Lindell. Yeah, you think the teams that do consistently well are consistent on the court. Yeah. You know, the teams that are really good at one point and really bad, they don't ever... A lot of highs know, these and you lows. you don't go very deep into the tournament.
2: Yeah, a lot of highs and lows with those dudes. Um, so the next few weeks will be interesting, though, because, I mean, like, you're kind of in a hard spot. I was talking with Promo about this. We did our podcast the other day. Huh. And it's like when you don't know for sure... You don't really have scholarships, so it's like it would be a lot better off for these coaches if, like, they had to decide on May 1st. Yeah. Because right now Iowa State knows that it has one scholarship, but it could have as many three. as three, and
1: you're kind of in limbo. Do you feel like there's, uh, there's always going to be 1% chance, so let's rule that out. In your opinion, I've got mine. Is there any chance Wigington or THT come back? Yeah, I would say it's higher than 1%. Based on statements that they may put out, et cetera.
2: The thing about both of those guys is neither one of them are an idiot. Like, they really are. not They're bright guys. They get good grades. They're they're not dumb. So I think that if they go through the process and they're like, you absolutely are not going to get drafted. You need to go back and improve. mm -hmm. I think that either one of those guys would. I don't think – Horton Tucker will come back. I think he's a first round pick and we'll get guaranteed money. I think I would hold out on Wigginton just because I I don't think he helped. Guys, some of his like defensive possessions were so bad. If you go back and watch some of the – it was I, – I. it's it's Randy Moss for the Vikings when he knew he wasn't getting the ball. Like didn't even try.
1: One step off the line.
2: And I just like I, – I have a bad feeling that that stuff's going to haunt him. Yeah. And it's like he's incredibly talented. Effort. Defense is about can, effort. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You know. Can you this, – this is a pretty naive question. Can you go in the second round and then to, can you turn it down and go back to school? No. Or once you're drafted, Too far you're far
1: down the road, yeah. Okay. At that point.
2: Yep. Yep. Nope. You're – it's all different, though. Cause it's not a dumb question because they changed all that stuff with the Condoleezza Rice deal. You can get an agent and everything well, now. Changing changing didn't know. An agent can you could, buy
1: you meals. An agent can pay for lodging. I had
2: a um, friend text me last night. I want to read this to you guys. And see what you think, because he's just a standard fan, and he, but he's really invested in it and cares a lot. He he likes, you know, season tickets, all that. He goes, I'll call it right now. The testing of the NBA waters is a great rule, but it's ultimately going to hurt fandom of college basketball in the long run. (sighs) Hurt fandom how? What is well? So I think I know what he means by that. Is I think that um, you know one of the things that we've always loved about college sports is you get to watch these guys develop as people and players for four years. Yep. And um, like if if that starts to deteriorate, where it's just you have a new team every year. Yeah. Because of the NBA thing and also, like, just so many more guys transfer. I mean, like, 600 the dudes transfer a year now. Back in the day, that was, like, 100. I mean, we've gone, like, plus 500% on it's that. The, the, yeah, that's, the, that part's
1: this, crazy. The system's I think, broken. I think you'll fix it a lot when you allow the high school guys to go to the NBA. I agree. If they're that good and they want to go, let's get rid of the, the, the shell game of the one and dones. I'm here for the education. Everyone knows that you're not – Second semester rolls around, you're probably not even going to class because they don't really have to, right? Second semester.
2: Yeah, so that's what's interesting. Like, Horton Tucker, for one, is like, he, I, and I'm sure Wigington is too, but I, because I, I asked about it, Horton Tucker's like going to class and like doing everything he needs to do to be eligible. That's the one caveat to this thing. It's the
1: just mm-hmm. in case. Yeah. You know, you don't want to lose fail those classes because now you've failed the classes. It's Zion showed up
0: Zion showed up the first day, got the uh the syllabus and called yeah. it good. I
1: mean we all know it- you know, they're, they're, everyone's hip to the hip to the game that's going on with some of these guys. But let them go if they're that good. Zion wouldn't have played college basketball. Is that going
2: to hurt college basketball at all? If like five year, guys a year go into the pros? Dude, I don't I think. I, so. I, yeah. I
1: think you differentiate the two sports greatly. I think the the NBA is where the elite talent is, and I I'm old school on this. I think it's cool when you get to know the college players. Absolutely, and. No question. There used to be great players. You know, I grew up in the area, speaking of Duke, where you had Grant Hills and Christian Leitners and all these guys that you would see from season to season. Um, and some schools still do this relatively well. Obviously, players still leave early, but not right away. Um, but how do you restrict it? Is it, it? You have to make it the football rules. I mean, you have to say you got to play three seasons yeah. basically before you can go. And I don't think they want to do that. I don't think yet. they can do that. The only way they can do that is if they also say you can go early. Like you can, go, you don't even have to go to college. You can go out of high school if you're that good. So make a choice. But when it's in limbo like this, I think fans, especially at a place like Iowa State, appreciate Nat Long. I think they appreciate George Niang. Yeah. I think they appreciate Matt Thomas. They're going to
2: appreciate George Condit and Tyrese Hall. They like in the same to way. get
1: to know these guys, and that's yeah. how they become these Cyclone legends. Is they hung around for quite a while, and it's right?
2: why we don't talk about DeAndre Kane as good as he
0: was. It's why we don't talk about
1: well because he felt cause borrowed. Yeah,
2: he felt he borrowed. He didn't feel him. like he
0: was ours. Well, you know, not only does it affect your own fans, but like the rivalries too, right? Like absolutely. I the Iowa State rivalry when Yang was here was awesome because he's he, you know he's. What about Perry Ellis the fire in yeah. yeah, you know, like oh, yeah. this guy's coming back for his nineteenth year. Great, we got to yeah. face him again. You know, yeah. and it it creates the rivalries. All and those that kind of all those little too. white dudes that
2: um, Oklahoma State would bring out like mm-hmm. Keaton Page and Forte and all those. So I am yeah. I am.
1: <laughs> A fan of them staying longer, I wish they would, but that's not the reality is a really, really good players they can go get paid, they're going to leave. Uh, but all of this begs the question of what in the hell is Iowa State going to do? So play the prediction game. Yeah, Let's assume we've got three scholarships. Three transfers coming in? Are we transferring you again?
2: No, I don't think three. I think that they'll end up getting this kid from um, who just – got out of his letter from South Dakota State, the point guard. he's It's between Iowa State, Kansas State, and Creighton right now. Okay. And I think he could be a really good four-year player. Okay. I don't know what he would do next year. Like, I, I just don't know enough about him, to be honest with you. But Otzelberger left. He got out of his letter. And he was a guy who always, if he would have waited to the spring, probably could have had bigger offers. And he – I, I think – he visited this week. I think that they'll get him, and he's a point guard. So – that's another spot, another guy which
1: we need because Wigginton would have in, been the point in, guard. And this guy's Winston a shooter. Leaves.
2: He's kind of a, I mean, the only the first thing I can think of is like a Clayton Custer type, where yeah. he he's going to need some developing. This is not bringing in DeAndre Kane, and but I think he like long term, I think he'd be a really nice piece. Yeah, so I'd be really happy if they got him, and then keep. They're going to add a sit out transfer, I would guess, and then I would think that they're going to try. If both of those guys are gone. They're going to go all in to get a impact grad transfer. Are there the the any... guy from Little Rock is one. He averaged like twenty two. I was going to ask
1: if there's any premium grad transfers out there to go. There are. There.
2: Yeah, there are. Um, this guy from Little Rock would be my. Um, he would be my guy if he, if you could get him. But the problem is, the, again, if you if you listen to our Transfer You podcast series, it's just so different. Yeah, like. DeAndre Kane isn't coming to Iowa State anymore. He's going to Duke.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He's going to North Carolina. Like it, The market is so drastically different now yeah. than when Iowa State used to grab those guys. But they can do it. I mean, if, if, I'm, like, if I'm this guy from Little Rock, and I, I don't even know his name off the top of my head, but I've, the diehards listening will know, you could come in and be the guy on an NCAA tournament team. But they have to add a guy like that to be an NCAA tournament team. Because if not, I think that you look at next year and let's say they get a sit-out guy, the kid from South Dakota State, and an okay grad transfer. I think that it's a struggle to make the tournament. Unless, yeah. unless we see a huge jump from <clears> – <throat> I think Condon will make a huge jump. I think that he mm-hmm. is going to be a really good player, like potentially an all-Big 12 guy. Maybe not next year, but eventually. I think Halliburton has that in him. I think Prohm realizes – you should go and listen to the pod with him if you haven't already. I did, yeah. They're going to probably play too big some. I think they changed their style if this is their group. I think that they'll probably play some zone. Yeah. I mean, because you're not going to be able to go out and run and try – you're not going to be a top ten offense with this current group.
1: Here's the sad reality of what's happened, though, and this is inevitable. I think we went from a team – and, again, I never thought this was going to happen, but if Tht's back, if Wigginson's back, we have a chance to – uh, win the league, mm-hmm. no doubt. To, to now, God forbid, ninth or tenth, maybe if things don't go right. I mean, it's a big difference yeah. Yeah. between what was going to be and what is now the case. That's the Cycle fans need to 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 cope with this because I think we took a big step. Backwards. That's the blessing and the curse
2: of basketball, though, because two players make all the difference in the world. Yeah, you add Royce White. And you go from yeah. being terrible to uh, yeah. what they were. But you take Royce out, and that team's probably
0: not in the tournament. But as as Iowa State fans, haven't we kind of conditioned ourselves to have, like, oh, low expectations so you're never disappointed, right? Yeah. So as long as we can just keep that. Now we got, you know, we got
1: uh... – So here's a tough question, Williams. Where's the balance for Prome Because on one hand, you obviously want very good players, Right. It, clearly, you're out there recruiting. You want very good players. Yeah. So you can look at prom and say, all right, he went out and got a THT. So great on him. He got a great player. Okay. But is that where the, the bullseye always has to be is we want to always be getting the THTs and then deal with the ramifications of the fact that they are really good and they've left early, which creates what we're looking at now which is maybe we're a ninth or 10th team out of a 10-team league, or do you have to change your philosophy and say, we don't ever want to have an unstocked cupboard, right? Right.
2: Well, I think that the key is.
1: (sighs) Because Virginia, let's use one example of a great team that doesn't seem to be doing for the most part the one-and-dones. It's because of that style, man. Their Mm -hmm. philosophy is different, (laughs) right? Yeah. So, I'm not blaming Prome, but you have to take it into account that if this happens, we're, we're crap. I to mean, me,
2: the- like, I mean, nobody thought THT was going to be a one-and-done guy. Yeah. That's, then nobody saw that coming. I don't, he didn't even see that coming. Yeah. He thought he'd be a two-year guy, and then he'd take a look. Sure. Um, to me, I would always rather get the studs. In my opinion. I mean, I, I just... Which
1: just creates more of an up-and-down atmosphere.
2: Because then when you... Do, yeah, and and you kind of just live with it. That's just my opinion. I, I would always rather have the studs because I'm a believer of the players win games. Like... I agree with that. And then, you know, if you THC have some success, won that Baylor game. And you just went
0: out and won yeah, it. Yeah. If you, you know? have success with the studs and they leave, <laughs> well, the other studs are going to see that they can still be successful on that, on that team or in that system. I think it's got to be a mix. Or, like, have some transfers,
2: have the studs, and have your four-year guys. That was, you know... The Hoiberg era isn't thought of, like, without the four-year guys. Melvin Edgem, who Fred didn't even recruit. Niang and Naz and Matt Thomas and Monte, you know? Yeah. Like, it wasn't – that era is not defined by Royce White. It's not defined by Deontay Burton. It's it's the four-year guys. So, like, I think that – personally, I think that what they have right now with Condit and Halliburton, I think there's really good four-year guys there. But – Unfortunately, they're not, and you can see the difference. Like, there's one guy who's THT who's going to go get drafted in the first round, and those guys are not. So, yeah. they, they have to develop a little bit more. And Although, George, I could make an argument that either one, that Tyrese was more efficient last year than Horton Tucker was. And
1: George and Naz are great guys to look at because they went the four year route and still found their way to the league. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, you got to leave early, you're not going there. Absolutely. You can do both. And those guys, I think absolutely bought into enjoying the college experience Yeah, for what it was. You know, did George – and you could say no because of talent. But would George and Naz have thought, let's get out of here as soon as we can and get on the league. I think they wanted to be there. No, you're right. Which – that's what Iowa State's fan base wants. And
2: Hal Burton's man. that way now. Like, he could – I, I, from what I understand, he would absolutely get drafted. Really? Probably in the second round. But he would get drafted Yeah. if he went now. But he doesn't even want to go test the waters. He's like, I'm not ready. Like – I didn't know if Let's he
1: needed more time to develop his body.
2: Super, he does. Super skinny. But, like, the way those teams look at it, it's like Talon. Talon's not ready to go play in the NBA. Yeah. They're going to draft him, and then they're going to stash him in their G League for two years. And hopefully in three years. I hope he's,
1: he's not crusty when he's 20.
2: <laughs> this guy's washed it's a, up. It's <laughs> a totally it, – I think it's hard, too, for a lot of, like, long-time fans to understand, like, the new nature of this beast. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, at least we have football. What would you, Mark? <laughs> would
2: you rather them go out and recruit a bunch of three-star guys and like just barely get into the tournament every year, um, if you know they're going to be there for four years, or would you rather them um, go for some studs? Like, I, I don't know. Like, every uh, every yes.
1: fan, every fan has their own level of what they want out of their team. I truly believe that. I would say fan base is not full of people that are going national title, right? In mm. in my opinion, that's not that's not happening. Someone's trying to get, oh, it's Casey. Okay, she's trying to get in the office. Um, so she need help? So for me. She, she just left. Oh, okay. Maybe she's was locking the door. Um, okay, so for me, what is success for Iowa State? I want to be competitive within the league every year. I don't want to go to Hilton and go, right, we're going to get beat by 15 tonight because we stank, obviously. I want to be competitive in the league, and I want to have a team that can consistently get to the Sweet 16. And if you get beyond that, Great. Right? But we don't, have, we don't season. have a big history of getting beyond that. So for me, it's you're playing in that second weekend, and then if you're on a run and you're hot, then you can go a little bit farther. So, uh, So you'd but, have a hard
2: time just recruiting the three-star guys. Like, that'd be – it's really hard to get
1: to the Sweet 16. Probably. Probably. And it's fun to have – it's fun to have a dominant player. And Iowa State doesn't have a history of having a lot of those dominant players, but I was fortunate enough to be – uh, dating myself. I, I don't even know if I was in school at the time, but I watched Marcus Pfizer. Oh, yeah. And he was he unreal, was, yeah, dude. Yeah. At the end of that year, I think he was scoring 30 every single game. And, and you know, I was there the night we were chanting one more year because everyone saw the writing on the wall mm-hmm. that he's probably leaving. I think that was his sophomore, junior year. Well, I don't know what year that was for Pfizer, but he was dominant. Right. Top five pick. Royce White. Yeah. Dominant. Was dominant. Those players are fun to watch for sure. And we're only going to get so many of those guys. I totally, totally understand that. Um, But I mean, that's the goal for me for Iowa state. Let's get to a sweet 16. And if we're doing that as a fan, I'm, I'm content with that. I'm happy. Uh, Football for me is the big 12 title game. That's the standard for me as a fan. Right now. Now. No. Correct. Keep Campbell and get to the Big 12 title game. Now, obviously, you want to win the Big 12 title game, and a playoff would be, let's face it. Oh, now we're frick. going to the playoff. No, no, no. But We've we, we already hey, gone over this. Hey, we can't, can't get there without the Big 12 title game, right? So you've no, got to get there, correct. and you've you got to win it, or Iowa State would never have a chance to go there. But for the first time in the history of Iowa State football, it feels like we've got a chance to get to that title game, which is exciting. Mm-hmm.
0: Right? I would agree. You're they're in probably the, You're gonna, in the discussion at they're least. They're likely going to be, pick to finish
2: third this year So in the league. That's awesome.
1: So, But every sport's a little different. Every team's a little different. Right? I'm a Cubs fan. I want the Cubs to go to the playoffs every year. They look like absolute garbage right now. What are you, 6? 1-5.
2: 1-5. Yeah,
0: we swept your ass. But a sloppy 1-5. And and congratulations. Oh, man.
1: Oh, man. We are terrible. you a Cubs fan too?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Poor bastard. Not, not right now, but yeah. No
1: do you like those stupid, those stupid graphs that come out from websites that say, like, how the fandom is broken down in our state? Oh. There, was, there was one the other day that We're had seeking. the vast majority of Iowa's Kansas City Royals fans. I saw that. I'm like, no. No, the Cubs are the
2: most popular. No, team. dude, not even close. I would say it's the Cubs. From what I see on a daily basis, it's the Cubs and the Cardinals. I think Cubs and by then, far no, yeah. is then, number one. And then the Twins. You, there's a lot of Twins fans. I'd put, I'd and put then I put Twins and Royals are probably pretty close to, yeah, to even the there. Royals right around there. Okay. Uh, right. I, I got I to bounce. Yankees,
0: Braves. Nick's got to do uh, some actual work. I do, I do want to plug some stuff here. Um, rates are, are really low right now. So I don't know if anybody's been paying attention. That's I mean, true. People know what we're doing from the listing side for the most part, but rates are really low. So if you're uh, thinking about buying. It's interesting how they are low, too. Four percent like, mm, or under. Yep. Yeah you are back about, to historically low levels. So yeah, if you if you want to kind of talk about some stuff there, give us a shout. Or if you're looking at names, go with Ryan Grove.
1: The uh, the see you, I'm gonna leave. I'll see you guys later. The the rates, by the way, the other day were uh, 3.875 to buy a house with one lender that we work with. Is that for a 15? Uh, that was for a 30. Jesus. We hadn't seen rates in the three since some point in 2017. So when people say, "What are rates doing?" which is most people don't know what rates are doing on a house on a, on an average day. But they're really low, which means you can get more house for your money, which is which is kind of nice. So, Nick was right to bring that up. Now, what controls all that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've actually that. been into that, you know, with my love of the stock market sure. and whatnot. And the Fed is basically just all over the place. <laughs> Nobody think, knows what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I think that triggered that was the Fed did come out fairly recently, right, and said they're not going to do a rate, rate hike yeah, in 2019. Well, they were flirting – with it
2: on they had said they were going to do all these hikes in 2019 and then christmas eve happened
0: mm-hmm. and the dow
2: lost like 900 points yeah or whatever it was yeah. and it, the fed's job isn't inherently to f- impact the stock market but the problem is the fed doesn't it want does. to kill the stock market it either. Does. Yeah. yeah it absolutely does yeah so then they i think they kind of backtracked on that and they they realized that the economy was weaker than the economy is really, like, the stocks are great, but the economy itself isn't
1: that good right now. It's funny how that correlation happens, too, because I'm a guy that looks at the stock market almost every day because I'm in it, yeah. and I'm curious. Um, and the stock market, I think, as of today is at 26,400, the Dow Jones is. And it's that's a really, really good rate, right? I think oh, yeah. maybe it ticked over 27,000 once. I don't know if it got to 27 I don't think it ever got not. to 27. So we're close to record highs on that. But at the same time, you hear that, and you also hear, like, I can barely make ends meet, you know? It's, a, it's so, a
2: good economy for a certain class of people. The
1: vast majority of people don't care what the stock market is doing. Because they're not
2: in it. It's yeah. the only the wealthy yeah. – uh, not wealthy, but, you know, a certain type. Yeah, people with
1: a little bit of extra money to play with, maybe, are are in that. So It's interesting times. Uh, it is. It is. And, uh, you know, as we get closer to election season, maybe we could talk about that. Uh, what's interesting to me on politics, though, is – I don't know that the Dems have a good, good person right now to to battle Trump, you know, not not to get political, but I do follow that to that extent. And the,
2: yeah, I think it's just going to come out to be like more or less like how many people just hate Trump. I haven't ruled out Hillary yet. Oh, there's no way. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> no like, way. It's like based
1: on what I've seen, man, they might turn nerds at all. There is no. You were able to get 65 million votes last time that you went out there. That's true. You you can't dismiss that, so it'll it'll be interesting. Um, Nick touched on uh, Mr. Grove, Ryan Grove. By the way, Ryan Grove has committed to Las Vegas, which I know you can't this year because of the work schedule. But Ryan's in. He's in for Vegas, which is exciting. You may remember the name Adam Gray. Yeah, Adam Gray Gray says he's in. It's going to be a nice trip this year. What date is it again? Uh, We're going out September 5th. September 5th. I know the cycling game is before that or after that? Do you remember? I don't know. I think that they have a buy that week. You you had said I think with that date you were you were maybe not wanting to go because RVTV was either just finishing or just coming yeah. up. Yeah,
2: and we haven't made the official announcement yet, but there's a addition to the Williams family coming. And well, you just did then. Yeah. Well, it's breaking news right here.
1: Yeah. This uh, is why you got to listen. You never know what we're going <laughs> to throw out as we're about to end the the Fockeyes. That's
2: that's coming in late August. That throws a wrench at the So, I too. just, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. being that it is, one, it's football season. Yeah. Two, like, there's actually a bye week right after that. Yep. I just would feel really bad being out in Vegas with you no, assholes. I,
1: I, under, I understand. I'm not going to. If there's one thing I, I won't do, having had three children, it is try to convince the fathers of, of <laughs> you know, infants, newborns, to ditch it and go, you know, to, to Vegas. Yeah. That, that generally isn't well-received by the wives. Don't get me
2: wrong, but, Mark, I, I promise you, we will have plenty of trips to Vegas in the next five years.
1: Well, I know. Yeah, well, your boy's <laughs> out there now. I,
2: I, t- I, told, I think I told you last week. I'd never been to Vegas in my life, but I'm about to go all the time. So yeah, I'm about to have a residence And there. you are going soon, right? I am. I'm going in June. Uh, we're going to... My buddy and I are going to Jeep it from Vegas to L.A. to go to
1: a wedding. You got to take your shirts off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shirts are coming off. Uh-huh. Aviator sunglasses. In June, it's going to be uh, hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah gonna we're going to do that.
2: And then I, I think I'm going to go out a couple days early and go and just hang out with TJ and watch, see what all is going on there. He might be, he'll probably be out recruiting, actually. So I'll probably be with Allison and the kids. God,
1: talk about a culture difference. Where he's living Brookings now, Brookings to, to, to Brookings Vegas? to
2: Vegas. Yeah. From what I understand, I haven't really have hardly talked to him because he's been so busy. Yeah. I guess there's like a residential part of Vegas that's pretty normal. I don't
1: you know, know. I mean, we think of Vegas as the strip, but this, the strip is 0.0008% of Las Vegas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Las Vegas is a big city. With lots of normal housing with and... employees and work there and then they have to live somewhere. I mean, I, I, I'm willing to bet the vast majority of people who live in Vegas don't even touch the Strip. Probably not.
2: Don't go to the Strip at all. I feel like of all the research I've done that the older downtown Las Vegas would be more my thing.
1: Uh, it is... Beers are like half what you pay on the Strip. It's cheaper. Um, the Strip is... It's high-end. It's glitzy. It's big. It's not really my thing. Downtown is a lot of people smoking their heaters and uh, freaks on the street. Literally, I mean that's more me. People with like just you walk down Fremont Street, which is the equivalent of the Strip, and it's uh, you know topless people with pasties walking around. You're not seeing that on the Strip, Um, and just yeah, it's just it's very different, very different. But we went down there two years ago on the annual Vegas trip. We went down there for Saturday night, uh, and they happened. I think they were having a gay pride parade while we were there, yeah. which added to the ambiance. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's incredibly different. So if you go to Vegas, yes, you should you should check that out. I think that'd be more my wheelhouse. You can picture Sinatra at some of these old places oh, yeah. that are that are still there. You know, it's it, it does give you a so taste it was of, like the strip before the strip. Absolutely, hundred um, percent. Let me, uh, yeah. If you if you are buying a house, by the way, and go buy one because it's uh, the rates are incredibly low. Uh, Hook up our boy Ryan Grove up in Ames. He's with Hunsicker. He is uh, also going to be going to Vegas, so that makes him aces in my book. Uh, and Ryan Grove knows a thing or two about gambling. I don't think he does it as much, but he's got some nice rewards on his old credit cards built up. So the rooms are going to oh. be cheap this year. Wow. So thanks for Ryan Grove uh, for that. But Ryan Grove knows Ames. Uh, he can't take it to Taco Time, by the way, because I heard that just closed, which is very sad. It's all over. Hopefully somebody reopens it. Uh, I was there for 50 years, so i made money. So some entrepreneur out there should reopen Taco Time. Uh, but call Ryan Grove, a Hunziker for a a house or to help you sell a house, which you just helped my client do. Um, I think that's all. That's awesome. I'm glad that it's
2: working for him and that he's. That he's getting some business and
1: just another on fanatic sponsor. That uh, there you go. That's that's pleased reaping the benefits. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. This was a good podcast today. I felt like we accomplished a lot. We are definitely, by the way, into uh, uh, the shenanigans portion of the uh, podcast season. Yeah. So we're going to be bringing uh, probably less sports content and more more ghosts. Oh, I want to give a quick um, plug tomorrow
2: for our uh, St. Baldrick's event and yeah. Durant. I've I've got so much stuff for our silent auction. That's Iowa state. This is for real. Like this is stuff that you can't. Do you
1: ever get tired of having your head shaved every year? Are you good Uh, with it? It's whatever. It's just hair.
2: If the fact that I can control if I have hair or not, it means I'm a very blessed man. So it means nothing to me. Um, This is what I have from Iowa state for our silent auction. And I'll tell you this. There's not a ton of Iowa state fans in Bondurant. You can get this stuff at really cheap prices at these deals. I have a, um, basketball signed by the entire men's basketball team this season. I have a Matt Campbell autograph football, a Bill Finley autograph basketball, a Bridget Carlton autographed basketball. I will be bidding on that one. Okay. Um, I've got an authentic Iowa State basketball jersey that's signed by Steve Prohm. I've got an authentic Iowa State football jersey. It's number one. It's the gold one. Okay. But it's like a – you can't buy it in stores. It came Kay. from the locker room. Okay. Uh, we've got some mini helmets, some mini Iowa State football helmets, and then shirts and hats and stuff. But here's a little tidbit on the basketball one, though. This is great. It's number 20. Do you know what that means? What do you, what do you mean? The bas- the actual basketball? The jersey. Okay. It's number 20. The authentic jersey that we're wearing. No,
1: that doesn't mean anything. Gary Thompson's number. Uh, did he sign it? No, Steve Prom did. Okay.
2: But the jersey was mistakenly – Sent to Iowa State because it's
1: Gary Thompson's number yeah. and you don't have those. Retire. So
2: like this is some real exclusive stuff here.
1: So uh go over into Hawkeye Land, I guess is what you're saying and bid on this stuff. Is that what it's going on in Bonnerant? It's just a, honestly, to be to be brutally honest, it's a bunch of tavern hawks. Yeah, that makes sense. I saw a headline last night. I did they're, not read, they're good people though. I did not read this article, maybe you did, but it reminded me of you when I ever I read headlines like this. It said, uh man admits a uh, ghost did not put the drugs in his house. Apparently someone was arrested and instead of ghost had like put the meth in the house or placed the meth. It's possible. He's he's come out and said uh that was not true. Oh. There was no ghost involved. My
2: favorite ghost story of the last year is the woman who married the ghost and then got a divorce to the ghost and was like telling her story and all this stuff. It's freaking awesome.
1: Was it a legal
2: marriage? Uh they got married on a beach. Um there was an actual pastor. Yeah. But I don't know how it could be legal because ghosts, you know, they don't have, like, Social Security cards and stuff like that. Allegedly, they
1: got divorced because he just wasn't there for her. <laughs> there you go. End on that. Yeah. It's Costanza. And I'm out. <laughs> uh, I'm out. <laughs> All
2: <right>. Thanks, guys. <laughs>